Hello, I'm Mike Van Hooser, and welcome to The Coach's Corner, a place where you can go further in your leadership and performance in sports, business, and life. We offer this content through both our YouTube channel as well as our online podcast that you can subscribe to both, and uh, we want to help you grow further in topics around breakthrough performance, and our ultimate goal is to help you in sports, business, and life to maximize your potential, to accomplish your goals, and to achieve your purpose. And today I want to talk about uh, this quote of learn from the past, prepare for the future, and perform in the moment, and talk to you about our learn, prepare, perform system that we work with athletes as well as business professionals and entrepreneurs and business leaders on And again, it's centered around a quote that I had in my book, uh, which you can find uh, other podcasts that we've done about this quote, but I included it in my book, Moments, Making Your Life Count for What Matters Most. And the quote is, learn from the past, prepare for the future, and perform in the moment. And we want to learn from the past. We want to learn from uh, past performances, past mistakes, past successes. And so many people live in the past, and we don't want to live in the past. We want to learn from the past. We want to prepare for what's ahead, and we want to perform and be present in this current moment. So on today's session of The Coach's Corner, we want to break that down and talk about those areas where you can grow in both learning from the past, preparing for the future, and performing the moment. So let's get right into it today. And again, if you like this content and want to hear more of it, if you could um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and that way you can consume the content in any way that you have have access to. And also it would help us out with the channel as well. We'd also love your feedback and additional comments about topics that you want to hear more of around peak performance in sports, business, and life. So as we talk about learning from the past, I think it's really key to think about this. And again, we package this in a a model or a methodology of learn, prepare, perform. So when we talk about learning again, learning from the past, and you know, we encourage our athletes to journal about past performances. And again, when we think about the past, and when I say learn from the past, the immediate thing I think that comes to our minds are uh, past failures. Uh, ways that we have not shown up and performed at our best. And we think about past circumstances that may be bad. I've talked to many people who say, you know, my the things in my past are preventing me from moving forward and moving into the future as well. Um, but when we think about the past and we think about learning from the past, yes, we want to grow from past failures and past mistakes and past areas where we haven't maximized our potential But I really encourage my athletes, especially in the sports world, to think about past performances where they've been successful. What were the keys to that success? You know, what did they do? Can you name three to five things that you did really well? Examples might be, well, I really showed up with energy and effort. Um, I focused on trust thoughts that helped me replace thoughts of fear and doubt with thoughts of confidence and trust and allowing me to perform at my best. I was a leader and I I communicated well with my teammates. Those are things that you can build on for the next performances as well. And some of my athletes journal. Some of them like to do that. Some don't. Um, But I encourage them to, if they don't think of it as a diary, think of it as a notebook, 
a journal, a postcard, something to be able to learn from the past. And so whether it's a you know journal like this, I have a moleskill journal here. I have this nice you know leather journal that my wife uh, made for me as well. And I journal about things. I journal about successes. I journal about you know accomplishments. I journal about things that I'm grateful for. But I think those key things are will help you to learn from the past. And what we're trying to do in learning from the past is document things that have made you successful so that you can replicate those things in the future. If you have a great performance, if you give a great client presentation, you know, and you just say, oh, I don't know, I was in the zone, that's not specific enough. And that's not something that you can build on, especially if you're working with a coach to help replicate that in the future and help document that and recall that in future performances about things that you need to do in the in the future to be at your best. So when we talk about that learn, you know, phase of learn, prepare, from perform, it's learning from the past and, and documenting those past performances. I think you're ident- identifying success factors, things that work for you, uh, a pregame routine, a pre-meeting routine, if you're thinking about this in the business world, that will help you and being your best going into a meeting. Maybe it's going and getting a triple shot extra hot mocha from Starbucks, and that really gets you energized. And then you're really focused to be more personable, to to be uh, more energized, and to be ready, you know, for what's coming up. But I think understanding that and understanding the things that lead your success factors uh, will help you, and then being able to document that and learn from that as well. Um, discovering new techniques is really important as well. If you try something, sometimes I work with, again, my athletes on these trust statements and uh, documenting um, some of these things that will help them be successful and a, basically a mantra or theme that they can repeat over and over again you know, during a game, during a match, or during competition. And then seeing how that works. Was that a new technique that they used? Um, What worked about it? What did they like about it? And how can they leverage that for future success? But we have to make sure that we're learning from the past and um, that we build that into future performances as well. I think next, when you think about preparing, if we're learning from the past, then it's also preparing for the future. And so as we think about that, what we really try to think about there is goal setting. So that's all about goal setting, thinking about a future, a future accomplishment, uh, a place of growth that you want to be, and how are you preparing for that future? It begins with documenting, and maybe it goes back again to a journal. Maybe you do that digitally. Maybe you have that on your phone. When I do goal setting coming into a new year, I focus on both achievement goals and process-oriented goals, habit-based goals. And I also, I will actually document those digitally, but I, and so I can have them in different places, whether it's my phone, my laptop, my iPad, but I also will write those down. I will print them out so that I can have them in kind of different form factors and put them in different places. Um, sometimes I'll have athletes that to print out um, their goals and laminate them and put them in their bag, maybe their, where they have their gear so that they can always pull it out and understand kind of this is what I'm about. Some people might put them on a mirror when they get up in the morning or getting ready to think about these are the goals that I want to accomplish this year. So how am I advancing the ball towards those goals? But prepare for, for the future is all about preparation and so it begins with documenting where you want to go. 
I think I mentioned trust statements, but also identifying what those trust statements are. And when we talk about trust statements or trigger phrases, um, basically what we're talking about is a two to three word phrase that will trigger for you for some, trigger something for you uh, that will help you uh, trigger something physical for you in a, in a certain performance. So, for instance, uh, if if I'm working with a basketball player and they're at the free throw line. How do I uh, help them think about that moment and not overthink it? Or worse, think about what if I don't make the shot? Maybe a doubt or a lack of trust or a lack of confidence that factors in. So when we talk about trust statements or trigger phrases, basically it's that two to three word phrase that will replace that statement of fear with a statement of trust. It could be follow through, which is basically a simple phrase. It means follow through on my jump shot. So that that's the only thing I'm thinking about um, when I'm going up to the free throw line to take a pressure shot and a pressure moment. Um, all the other things are replaced with a statement of trust. And so that's really key. Also, we might have you document um, trust statements that is a list of maybe 10 thoughts. You know, I'm a, I'm a great athlete. I'm a great basketball player. I've prepared for this moment. I've had great training sessions going into this. Uh, for you in business or in other areas of your life, it might be, you know, presenting has always been a strength of mine. Uh, think about the last time that you presented before this client, how good it went, um, that the client is receptive to what you're going to be communicating today, that you're bringing things of value and you want to serve that client. So whatever that role might be, it's getting a list of trust statements, the things that are true about you, uh, both in terms of strengths, your character, your preparation, and the process that you've gone through to get to the moment to prepare for that future moment. So using those trust statements, using those trigger activating phrases can help you prepare for the future and allow you to, to look forward with anticipation of an expected result. And that's what goal setting is all about. It's not just writing something down and hoping you, you know, achieve it. It's, you know, preparing for an anticipated event and you're visualizing very vividly what that moment's going to look like and how you're going to respond and what you're going to say and what you're going to feel and what you're going to think when you've accomplished that. Basically that 20 seconds of standing on the on the podium uh, to receive that award. And when you're very vivid and, and visual and specific about what that future moment looks like, you're more likely to achieve that. I think the other key in preparing for the future and in this preparation kind of part of our system is developing an I will mindset. So we talk about this uh, volition scale and the volition scale has about five or six things on it. But if you think about um, going from very negative state of I won't. I can't, I'd like to, I'll try, I can, and I will. Those are all things on a spectrum of volition, and volition is just a big word for your desire or will to do something. And there's a negative end of that spectrum, and there's a positive end of that spectrum. On the negative end is I won't, and then you kind of go through those different uh, stages of I won't, I can't, I'd like to, I'll try, I can and I will. And I think we'd all agree that I will is where we want to end up. That's where we want to be is an I will mindset. Um, 
And we'd probably agree that I won't is, you know, the worst on that volition scale or that spectrum. But that middle area of I'll try can be a, a vicious circle and cycle that we can stay in. Sometimes it's easier to get somebody from I won't to I will very clearly because you change the motivation and you change the mindset. And they use that same determination of digging in to say, I won't, almost like the strength of a two-year-old to say, no, I won't, um, to change their mindset, change their motivation uh, to saying that you can and you will. And they get to an I will mindset because they have that same determination and just channel it in a different way. Um, but when you stay in that that negative kind of vicious cycle of I'll try and it's kind of a I'll sh- you know shrugging your shoulders you know I'll try um, it's similar to what Yoda was trying to get uh, Luke Skywalker to do um, in one of the Star Wars movies where Luke was just saying I'll try and Yoda you know stamped his cane in that moment and said do or do not there is no try and I think we have to get out of that cycle and develop an I will mindset and it it doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean that we'll always have success. But when you go into a moment with an I will mindset, again, you're more likely to accomplish success when you're doing that. So developing that I will mindset and uh, building that in practice and in competition can help with the preparation for that future moment of being able to get to your best and achieve that breakthrough performance that we all want to. So once we've learned, once we've prepared, um, it's basically getting to that spot where we're actually going to you know, the next step and performing in the moment. Uh, we can't live in the past. We can mentally, and we can't live in the future. Again, we can mentally. We can have regret for the past. We can have worry about the future or an anxiety about that. But physically, we can only live in this current moment. And this system and this methodology is all about trying to get us to perform in that moment. It comes down to two things, two words, be present. And we have to be present in that current moment or in those moments of advancing the ball towards our goal, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually as well. And making sure that we come into each day uh, advancing the ball towards our goal. Uh, We talk about this the concept of being outcome-driven and process-focused. Outcome-driven and process-focused. We all want to achieve the goal, and we know what the outcome is. I've had conversations you know, with some of my golfers, and we can have a very educated discussion about what score is going to win the day uh, on that day. And it might be 67. You know, the 67, that score is going to win the day, and that's going to place me in the on the podium and the winner's circle of uh, winning this golf tournament. But if I just go from hole to hole and shot to shot, just obsessing about 67, 67, 67, that's going to leave me as a golfer very tight. Um, I'm not going to you know, be free and loose and fierce to play my best golf and play shot to shot um, and be really immersed in the process to get to 67. So we need to make sure that we understand the goals we're trying to achieve, whether it's on that day, in this month, in, you know, at the end of this year, but be process-focused to get there. And we, we have to make sure that we're focusing on those things. So for that same golfer who's thinking, I need to shoot a 67 to win the tournament, being process-focused, setting aside that outcome, 
and being process focused looks like doing the same consistent pre-shot routine before every shot. Being present in every shot, not thinking about how I went in the trees on the shot before or what I'm going to do on this future shot um, in the next shot or when I get up on the green. But being present in this shot and going through my pre-shot routine, taking a deep breath, saying my trust statement or my trigger phrase, and then following through on my shot and, and playing loose again in that moment. And for whatever you're facing you know, today or however you're trying to accomplish your goals, being present, being process-focused towards an outcome is really important. If you think about the words worry, focus, and obsess, I don't know, what, I ask audiences this all the time, so worry, focus, obsess, which word do you like better? Hopefully we would all agree that focus is the best word in that. But we have a continuum where... It really illustrates how our minds work and that we tend to jump from worrying about circumstances to obsessing about outcomes. And we miss that middle piece of focusing on the process to get to the outcomes that we want. And we have to make sure that we're focused on that and and not allow the outside interference of circumstances or past thoughts, past regrets, anxiousness about the future get in the way of being our best in those moments. Again, whether it's playing sports, whether it's a business presentation, or whether it's just in our relationships, there's so many distractions that we have that uh, we're not fully present in those moments to make the most of our relationships. And we have to make sure that we're you know, taking that breath, focusing on what's important, listening well to other people, and being engaged in those conversations as well. I think that allows us to unleash our talent in those moments. When we're fully present, when we're more process-focused, yet driven by the outcome, but process-focused, it allows you to be your best, to unleash your talent, to be you know peaceful and free in that moment, but also fierce and, and being your very best because, again, your thoughts are not tightening up your mind, tightening up your body, but you're, you're free to do... Um, you know, what you do best and un- unleashing your talent in those moments as well. The other thing in, in those moments um, when we talk about performing is improving your recovery time. So we work a lot on this and we define recovery time as how long does it take me to get from a moment I didn't expect to have something happen into the next moment. So you think about a bad circumstance or something that happens that you didn't plan on how do you respond to those moments? And does it ruin your whole day? Uh, or are you able to recover from that and build that recovery time to where, yeah, that was a bad thing that happened, but how can I get into the next moment to make this a better day, to make the, you know, the next moment a better moment? And when you can work on that and improve that through some of the techniques that I've shared even today, but also... Um, you know, with some of the coaching that we do, that is an X factor for allowing you to achieve your best performance, given that talent and some of the other things are the same. The recovery time becomes an X factor for you to to work on this. And it's not necessarily a a qualitative measure. We don't get a stopwatch out and kind of measure, you know, our our athletes and say, okay, that that was 3.2 minutes. You know, you can improve on that. It could be, but it's more of a, a qualitative measure. Um, to be cognizant of recovery time 
and be in that moment to improve that and to use tips and techniques and principles to allow you to um, get into that resilient state. We've, we've studied a lot about resiliency and grit and resilient people. And the most resilient people get into possibility thinking very quickly. So they may encounter the same circumstances, maybe a non-resilient person, and they may you know, agree that, hey, this is bad. You know, this, is, this is a challenging situation that we're enduring. But they quickly move to a place of well, what's possible. What can we do about that? What are some solutions that would help you know, us achieve what we still want to achieve? How do we adapt to that? So resiliency is built on recovery time and how you can improve that as well. And then I think a final step on you know, uh, performing, and it kind of loops back to learning from the past, is debriefing key performances. So having a, a structured method of debriefing you know, what went well, what didn't go so well, and how can I learn from that and improve in the next moment or the next competition or the next performance based on the debriefing of that? And I think when you do that, again, it's easy to focus on the 10 things that you did wrong or that the team did wrong. And it's important to, again, learn from those. If you weren't prepared, make sure you focus on getting prepared the next time. But also make sure that you document what went well. So again, that feeds into that learn loop and allows you to, again, to learn from the past and set up a structured method for doing that. Um, With some of the business teams that we work with, we sometimes just do a simple start, stop and continue. And uh, what I need to start doing, what do we need to stop doing and what do we need to continue doing? And that's an easy way to um, you know, debrief key performances, whether it's just you, whether it's a team, um, but to go through that process. Or it might just be things you did well, things you need to improve upon. But again, I would encourage you on that ratio to make sure that it includes a lot of the things that you did well, because those are the things that we want to replicate and build upon. And then the final thought that I'd share, just again, to build on this learn, prepare, perform system and to build on that quote of learning from the past, preparing for the future, and performing in the moment really centers around your self-development. And we use this in our coaching, but we're trying to get to a different level of thinking. So many times I have people come to me and say, well, give me the three steps to improve my mental performance in sports, or what are the five steps to present better, or how can I balance my life in three simple steps? And Sometimes it's not always simple steps. It, it may be complicated or it may be difficult, but I can give them the steps or share with them certain steps that have worked for me or worked with other coaching clients that we've worked with. But what I often tell them is if we don't get to a different level of thinking, then just applying the steps is just going to provide short-term behavioral change. You're not going to get to the long-term behavioral change unless you make sure that your thought process is right. And sometimes it's unlearning things that you've learned in the past and getting to a different thought pattern about certain things so that you can get to a different performance level. So we focus on thoughts, actions, behaviors, and habits. The thoughts come first. It's getting to a different level of thought pattern, leading to better actions. And as you develop those actions, more effective habits 
that then will lead you to success and will lead you to those behaviors and habits that are going to lead you to breakthrough performance and also accomplishing your goals. So again, learn, prepare, perform. Again, even if you just think about that and what it means to you, how are you learning? How are you preparing and documenting kind of where you want to go and having a clear understanding of where that is? And then how are you performing? How are you stepping out each day and making the most of the moments in your life. Again, I hope this has been helpful to you today. We drop new content every Thursday for the Coach's Corner. We also drop uh, a Monday morning moment on Mondays, and that's a shorter form, uh, both video and audio through the podcast, to start your week off right. So if you like this, like hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and let us know other topics that you'd like us to talk about. Again, I hope you have breakthrough performance, maximize your potential, and achieve your goals in sports, business, and life.